0: hey everyone today i'm going to be recording a news roundup um this is just the usual one this week there's not as much news but there is some big stuff as you can see in the title of this video so we're going to talk about all that but first of all i wanted to talk a little bit about venom let there be carnage because the big news was that the release date was actually moved i think it was two weeks earlier from october 15th to october 1st this is great news this is a great news not just not because I just care a ton about Venom, Let There Be Carnage, but because this is a great sign for the industry. This is a great sign for theaters. This is because of the success of Shang-Chi. I think it just passed like 300 million at the worldwide box office. Considering the Shang-Chi numbers compared to other Marvel movies, it's pretty bad, but we're also in a pandemic and it's doing really, really well for a pandemic. And um, I think this is a sign of people being willing to go back to theaters and the industry is recovering, theaters are recovering. Um, movies are finally coming out in theaters soon. We're gonna talk about that. So I think this is good news about Venom, Let There Be Carnage specifically. I I'm I'm kind of mixed on the first Venom because I, I liked it a lot and I really enjoyed it, but it was not a good movie, in my opinion. It had some good elements and there were some good parts of it, but I think overall it just wasn't a great movie. So I can't get really excited for Venom 2, even though I am kind of excited, but it's interesting. I'm very torn on it, but I am excited to see Carnage is what I'm most excited for Venom 2, and then how this movie connects to Spider Man, whatever Sony's plans are. I'm very curious about because I I just don't know what's going on. Like, is Spider Man now moving to the Sony verse? Is the Sony verse kind of like combined with the MCU? I think Venom 2 will give us some sort of hint, especially in the post credit scene, because I've been hearing some buzz about that. So I'm very interested in Venom 2, mainly for Carnage and for getting some more hints at what Sony's plan is with the Marvel characters. Um, So speaking of Venom, Let There Be Carnage, the first social media reactions have also come out. I'm definitely going to be reviewing this movie when it comes out, but uh, just a little bit of a warning. Most social media reactions are extremely positive. I've never seen a really negative one, but these are good. So let's read some of the Venom 2 fan reactions. So we've got somebody saying, well, I can wholeheartedly say Venom 2 was, an, was absolute carnage. I loved it so much. Thank you, World, for having us. The one thing that does kind of give me some warning signs is a lot of times in social media reviews when it's, it's a lot of fun. It's just what we need right now. The movie is fun fun. Usually the word fun kind of means it's not a great movie, but that could be nothing. That's just kind of a weird pattern. Um, we also heard that guys go see this movie and thank them afterwards because they did an amazing job. My lips are sealed. Uh, Venom Let There Be Carnage is a frenzied mix of buddy, of buddy movie, romance, and horror. It wastes no time in getting down to business and does not relent. Hardy is on fire and Harrelson is carnage. Complete and utter perfect chaos. Go see the movie on October 15th. Um, last one. The biggest strength of Venom Let There Be Carnage is its frantic pacing and exhilarating action, matching the kinetic energy Tom Hardy has with himself. Woody Harrelson is welishing as Carnage and is perfect for the role. And oh my God, stay for the credits. So what this sounds like to me is that Venom 2 is going to be pretty short, but it's just going to be a thrill ride, lots of action, just quick, fast paced, right to the point, plenty of action. And that's kind of what I hope for from this movie. Uh, Venom as a concept is just ridiculous. And I feel like it works to a certain extent, but I think if the movie becomes too long, I feel like this movie is something that can get old and the conceit of Venom and the the trick of the character can get old very quickly. So I feel like Venom is a character you have to use in moderation and you have to know how to use. And I think this sounds like what I want from this movie is just a really fun thrill ride. Um, and sounds like Woody Harrelson has Carnage is amazing, so I can't wait for that. So these reactions have done a lot to get my hype up. Um, I'm probably gonna rewatch the first Venom before the second one. I'm excited for the second one, but also very curious. And I'm not as excited as I am for some other Marvel projects just because of how mixed I was on the first Venom. The new trailer for Guillermo del Toro's new movie, Nightmare Alley has debuted. So I watched this trailer and this totally put the movie on my radar because this was something I was not really, I hadn't heard much about Nightmare Alley, but I think this trailer looks amazing. The synopsis is a corrupt con man teams up with a female psychiatrist to trick people into giving them money. Um, Guillermo del Toro is an amazing director. The cast is stacked: Bradley Cooper, William Dafoe, uh, Tony Collette, Kate Blanchett is, is really good too. Um, so I'm definitely going to watch this. I can't wait for this. I'm really looking forward to this movie. Another news: uh, Disney's rebooting Flight of the Navigator with Bryce Dallas Howard directing. I haven't seen Flight of the Navigator. But I'm interested in this project for one reason, and that's Bryce Dallas Howard. She's a really good director, so I'll watch whatever she does. I think her episodes of Mandalorian were amazing, and I really can't wait to see what she does with Book of Boba Fett. Um, In other news, Halloween Kills will premiere on Peacock and in theaters on the same day. So I'm not interested in this movie. I'm not going to watch Halloween Kills. So you might be wondering why I'm even bringing this up. And that's because I'm more interested in what this tells us about Peacock and about NBC Universal, um, because you may be wondering why Universal would put this movie on Peacock with the success of Shang-Chi at the box office, with theaters recovering. Why would they put the film on streaming, which will intentionally hurt the box office of this movie when so many studios have been doing the opposite of this? And there's one reason and one reason only why they're doing this. And that's to try to save Peacock. Peacock, so far, at least from my estimation, maybe NBC Universal is happy with it, but from the outside, it looks like it's been a complete and utter failure. According to Variety, it has only 3 million paid domestic subscribers, and over one third of them come in from Apple and Roku, which could be taken around 20% thanks to revenue sharing agreements. Only 3 million paid subscribers that's tiny. That's nothing. Disney Plus is over, I think they're at like 160 million at net right now. Netflix is at 200 million. Amazon Prime Video is at something over like 100 million. Um, even Paramount Plus is beating Peacock. And Universal's. I think they see the writing on the wall. They see that streaming is the future. So they're moving the film to Peacock in a kind of as a desperate play to increase subscriptions. When um, I also think just NBC Universal kind of botched the Peacock launch because first of all, the name Peacock, I just don't think it's very good. It doesn't tell anybody what it is. Nobody knows what Peacock is. Plus the fact that they included a free tier means that only a tiny percent of people are actually going to pay for it when they can get it for free. So I just think the rollout of Peacock was just full of errors that really screwed it up and screwed up the subscriptions. And um, this seems very much like a desperate play to increase peacocks value um but that's just the main reason i find it super interesting and i find it interesting to track this stuff so i'm not going to watch halloween kills but i thought i wanted i wanted to just mention this and talk about why i thought it was interesting how universal is trying to boost peacock so in other news disney has committed to exclusive theatrical releases for all of its remaining 2021 films uh this means no more premiere access and this is a great thing in my opinion theaters are coming back things are returning This makes me happy, uh, especially because I want Eternals to do well at the box office. I don't want it to kind of flop and be on Disney Plus. Um, And this is all thanks to the success of Shang-Chi. So this sounds great. Now, my one wish is Warner Brothers needs to do the same thing. They need to put Dune in theaters only. It's too late now, but I really think they're screwing over the box office by putting it on HBO Max. And I hope I'm wrong, but we'll just have to wait and see. Next up, the Mad Max spin-off Furiosa has been delayed to 2024 and Disney's live action Little Mermaid has set a 2023 release date. I kind of lumped these two pieces of news together because they're both release date news. I haven't seen any Mad Max movies, but I'm definitely planning to binge them all before Furiosa. Um, it's a bummer that it got delayed. And then I have no interest in this Little Mermaid reboot because the reboot track record at Disney is not the strongest. But I'm definitely going to watch it and give it a chance. Um, Owen Wilson and Rosario Dawson have joined Lakeith Stanfield and Tiffany Haddish in Disney's Haunted Mansion. I had no interest in this before, but the cast is actually getting me interested because this is a really stacked cast with a lot of talent. Um, Lakeith Stanfield is Oscar nominated. Uh, I really like him. He's a great actor. Tiffany Haddish, uh, she can be funny sometimes. I haven't seen her in a ton of stuff. And then both Owen Wilson and Rosario Dawson are really talented and I like both of them. So I'm interested in this movie purely because of the cast and it's something I'll be looking forward to because I think it has a lot of potential. Next up, Keegan-Michael Key has joined the Wonka prequel. Um, I'm not interested in this movie at all. I have nothing against Keegan, but his casting does nothing more to get me excited. But also that's not the purpose of casting, but still like, I don't know who wants this Wonka prequel, who needs this Wonka prequel, but maybe it'll be good. We'll just have to see, but right now I doubt it. Um, Next up, a new docu-series about George Lucas and ILM, which is industrial light and magic is coming from director Lawrence Kasdan. Um, Kasdan wrote the empire strikes back. And then he went on to write Raiders of the lost Ark. And he co-wrote return of the Jedi. He, um, he and his son are both Hollywood screenwriters. Um, This was just the beginning of his prolific career. He's done tons of stuff and he's known George Lucas for over 40 years. So I think he's a really good choice to direct this. And this sounds amazing. People don't realize it. People don't know that George Lucas created ILM and ILM absolutely revolutionized visual effects. Modern visual effects would not be the same without George Lucas. People just think, when people think of George Lucas, they think he created Star Wars, but the impact he had on the film industry is so much more than Star Wars. He revolutionized and changed the way all every single movie is made. And I'm always absolutely fascinated by that. So I'm looking forward to this and I'll definitely be watching this series because the way that George Lucas completely revolutionized the way movies are made will always be interesting to me. Um, Knives Out 2 has wrapped filming. Just wanted to quickly mention that. I love the first Knives Out. Uh, It's one of my favorite movies, so I cannot wait for the second one. It's one of my most anticipated movies right now. Next up, Christopher Nolan has set his new movie about Robert Oppenheimer and the creation of the atomic bomb at Universal, Um, and it will also follow Oppenheimer's later decision to call for more international control of nuclear weapons and his eventual opposition to the development of the hydrogen bomb. So I love Christopher Nolan. He's one of my favorite directors. And I love historical fiction movies, so this sounds right up my alley. I'm definitely looking forward to this, and I think there's a lot of potential there. Um, I just find this interesting, too, that, of course, he's done with Warner Brothers after that HBO Max deal. Um, I think it's cool, too, that every single studio was shopping for this movie, um, but Universal offered him total creative control, a 90 to 100-day exclusive theatrical window, And I think a three to four week blackout period where they can't release any other films around his. And um, that just speaks to the clout of Christopher Nolan because no, like maybe Spielberg, maybe Denis Villeneuve, but like no other director can demand that much. That's crazy. Um, But I think it makes a lot of sense. Good for Christopher Nolan. He's definitely earned that amount of clout. He's made some great movies and his movies make a lot of money. So I'm definitely looking forward to this. And I just find it interesting that He's officially done with warner brothers next up uh the batman is getting a spin-off which is set at hbo max for penguin who is played by colin farrell in the movie this just shows me that warner brothers has a lot of confidence in this movie and in this character which gets me more excited it's the same thing they did with peacemaker and suicide squad so i think warner brothers is finally getting back on track getting on the right track because i love the suicide squad and matt reeves is a great director So I really can't wait for the Batman, um, the spinoff shows. I can't get too excited for them yet before seeing the movie, but if it's anything like if the Batman is anything like how much I liked suicide squad, um, where I went into suicide squad, I watched suicide squad and I came out of suicide squad, absolutely loving peacemaker and, uh, anticipating a series. Then I'm sure I'll come out of the Batman anticipating this penguin series. Um, but i am just got to wait and see Penguin in the movie, see how he is in the movie. But, um, but I can't wait for this. I can't wait for the Batman. And, and I think the fact that they're, they have multiple spinoffs in production right now just speaks a lot to Warner Brothers' confidence in this movie, which gets me pretty excited. Um, two more news stories. And the first one is that the Matrix Resurrections trailer has debuted. So I love the first Matrix. And I like the second one but I did not like the third one. And I gotta say, this trailer really, really surprised me because it was really well put together, really well edited, and it looks really good. Uh, It offers up a lot of questions and no answers. I have no idea what's going on, but it looks really good. Um, I'm curious about this movie, and I'm interested in this movie, but I can't get fully excited yet just because I really didn't like the last one. The second one was, it was good. I liked it, but... But it was definitely a step down from the first one. So I'm definitely curious about this one. But uh, I thought this was a good trailer. And it definitely got me back interested because I was very disinterested in the Matrix sequel. So we'll have to wait and see. And then the final news piece is the Hawkeye trailer debuted. If you know me, you know I've been really anticipating this show for multiple reasons. First of all, I love the grounded MCU, the hand-to-hand combat. Uh, Second of all, I was excited to see more fleshing out and more development of Hawkeye. And I was excited to see Hawkeye actually get the spotlight because if you pay attention to him, he gets a lot of good lines and he gets a lot of good moments just in the movies, but he just gets overshadowed. Plus the fact that this show is inspired by Matt Fraction's Hawkeye comic run, which I love, gets me excited. Plus the fact that Haley Steinfeld was cast as Kate Bishop and the fact that Yelena Belova is going to be in the show uh, from kind of leading after the Black Widow post credit scene. And then the fact that Echo is in the show and they've already confirmed an Echo spinoff. This has all gotten me really excited for the show. And I love this trailer. It was not what I was expecting. And I, I had to get used to it. I watched the trailer multiple times because it was nothing like I was expecting, but I really, really love it. I love the Christmas vibe. The vibe I got from it was like Iron Man 3 and every like Shane Black movie, plus like planes, trains, and automobiles in like, Hawkeye trying to get home to his family, plus like the Home Alone Christmas vibe, plus kind of Die Hard a little bit, plus just like normal MCU, MCU house style, plus Matt Fraction's Hawkeye comics run. And that all that blended together was what I got out of that Hawkeye trailer. And I loved it. I think it looks awesome. I love the Christmas vibe. Um, I'm hoping, now anything can win me over. And if they do this well, then great. But I'm kind of excited to see a show that's just fun a Marvel show that's just really fun because WandaVision tackled grief Falcon and Winter Soldier tackled racial issues and Black Widow was more fun but Black Widow had a little bit of dark like trafficking and stuff so I'm excited to see something that hopefully just seems a lot more fun just like a a fun show for Christmas time that doesn't seem as deep I like having the deep stuff because I feel like deep stuff is good but I also like the variety and I don't think every single Marvel Thing needs to have this like really deep and profound theme i think that we can just have a fun story and this is what this looks like to me i also think they're hiding a lot in the trailer i think there's a lot we didn't see and there's a lot about the plot that we don't know so that gets me excited um so i just really can't wait for the show i love this trailer i'm excited for the second trailer where they're going to reveal more plot stuff and um we got a couple months and then i cannot wait uh, marvel has been really spoiling us this year so Really excited. Um, that's all the news I have. Please let me know what you thought of this trailer, what you think of all this news. Are you excited for Venom 2? So there's multiple ways you can leave your feedback. You know, you can leave a comment if you're on YouTube. If you want to leave an email or a voicemail, kind of a question or a topic, all the links to do those are in the description. And then everybody listening, if you're on YouTube, uh, remember that we're a podcast too. So if you want to listen to just the audio only of this, You can on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Overcast, uh, every single other podcast platform pretty much. So thank you everyone so much for listening and have a good day.